0: President Biden delivered a speech in Georgia to rally support for Democratic voting reform legislation. During the address, the president demagogued opponents of the bill, of course. He compared them to segregationists and Confederates, grotesque, and announced his support for changing the Senate's filibuster rule. Hmm, interesting. Democrats opposed doing that for decades. Until now, we've got the receipts in tonight's Hold the Line. Welcome to Hold The Line. I'm Buck Sexton. Bunch of frauds in the Democrat Party, right? They run around talking about voter ID is racist, and oh my gosh, it's like the 1960s all over again. And they're, of course, in the role of the civil rights heroes because we don't want ballot harvesting? Because we want basic voter integrity measures? Really? Yeah, actually, that's what they're saying. They're pretty crazy. They'll say whatever will get the job done right now to create the kind of momentum to... Shatter the Senate norm of having a filibuster rule in place so you don't have a bare minimum majority enough for sweeping and massive legislation. I mean, this is crazy, folks. Joe Biden doesn't have a mandate to fundamentally transform the country, not even a little bit. But he keeps acting like now's the time for bold action that will change the country for generations to come. It's not what he was elected on. He was elected on being a moderate who was supposed to bring the country together. He was elected on a lie, which is what we're all seeing right now. But here's Biden, speaking of which, saying that Americans who are opposed to election bills uh, like the John Lewis Act or the For the People Act are enemies of our democracy, basically. Watch.
1: I will not yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and, yes, domestic.
0: Foreign and domestic enemies. Wow. Crazy stuff from Joe Biden here. Not a surprise at all. But he, it wasn't enough from there. Now, keep in mind, this is good old Grandpa Joe, right? He's supposed to be America's cuddly grandfather, bringing us all together, talking about having his shirt sleeves rolled up, riding the choo-choo down to D.C. just to be a senator for the people. All that, you know, wannabe, pseudo-working-man bullcrap that Biden's been getting away with forever. He's a rich, elite, folks. He's been a shill for the corporations and credit card companies for longer than I've been alive. This guy is a joke, but he is still the president. So we have to deal with these jokes. They're not very funny. Here he is comparing, remember, this is all about voting rights. And what they mean by voting rights is to switch back to what we had in the state of emergency. Oh, it's too dangerous. We have to have mail-in balloting during COVID, right? That's what they want. They want mail-in balloting. So it was only at an emergency one time only, now has to be the law forever or else you're literally George Wallace and Jefferson Davis. Watch, this is what Joe Biden says.
1: History has never been kind to those who've sided with voter suppression over voters' rights. And it be even be less kind for those who side with election subversion. So I ask every elected official in America, how do you want to be remembered? At consequential moments in history, they present a choice Do you want to be on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? This is the moment to decide to defend our elections, to defend our democracy.
0: Why is he yelling? (laughs) He's got a microphone in front of him. We don't need this. Uh, I guess, whatever, whatever good old Joe has to do, right? Yeah, that's right. To be on the side of Jefferson Davis, the head of the Confederacy. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. Voter ID, Mail, mail-in balloting. So basically, if you think that there shouldn't be a federalized control of all elections and do away with the way we've done elections in this country for a very, very long time, um, you are a member of the Confederacy, ideologically speaking. You're an evil person. It's uh, appalling. But they, once again, are willing to undermine the system in order to save it. This is the big game they play. Here's Vice President Harris saying the Constitution doesn't say a minority party can block legislation. Wow. Senate Republicans have exploited arcane rules to block these bills.
1: And let us be clear, the Constitution of the United
0: States Gives the Congress the power to pass legislation. And nowhere, nowhere does the Constitution give a minority the right to unilaterally block legislation. Ah, you see, this is so interesting because we actually know what Democrats have said about this for many, many years up until now. When it is suddenly useful for them. And we know that they're liars. She's lying to you that this is something that Republicans arcane rules. This is the filibuster we're talking about. Just to be clear, the filibuster, right? Which Democrats have been chipping away at in recent years. Whenever they're in power, they just want to go for it. Republicans usually say, oh, let's respect our institutions. And they sit there and just get steamrolled. But Mitch McConnell has been holding the line, if you will, on this quite well in recent years. Here is a montage of Democrats, though, on the issue of the filibuster defending the filibuster hmm watch an example
1: of the arrogance of power it is a fundamental power grab
0: by the majority party the bottom line is very simple the ideologues in the senate want to turn what the founding fathers called the cooling saucer of democracy into the rubber stamp of dictatorship. What about that nuclear option doing away with the filibuster?
1: Well, I can tell you that would be the end of the Senate as it was originally uh, devised and created going back to our founding fathers.
2: My colleagues and I, uh, I've, everybody I've talked to believe uh, that the legislative filibuster should stay there and I, I, I will personally
0: uh, resist efforts to get rid of them. Oh yeah, but our arcane rules, nowhere in the Constitution, yeah. That was what Kamala just said yesterday, she's such... A fraud, but then again, she's perfect for Joe Biden because he's a fraud too and a liar. It seems that he claimed that he was arrested. Because remember, Democrats are in this whole make-believe world of they're in the new civil rights movement right now. Because if you can't mail in your ballot, I mean, you're basically in the uh, in the you know pre-civil rights South, and there's all kinds of overt racism going on. This is what they're suggesting. It's crazy. But Biden also seemed to suggest that. He was arrested during the Civil Rights Movement. He actually worked with segregationists to prevent busing, but here he is. I did not walk in the
1: shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds, but I walked other grounds, because I'm so damn old I was there as well. (laughs) They think I'm kidding, man. Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway.
0: First time I got arrested for what? What was he, what was he arrested for? Is a civil rights thing or something else? Doesn't even matter. Just makes it up as he goes along. That's how Joe Biden rolls. Look, we got more on Democrats' efforts to ram through voting legislation with Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe when we come back. But let me talk to you about protecting your online data. A lot of companies promise your privacy is guaranteed, but we know that's not true. That's why you need a new privacy and cybersecurity application tool called Secure. It's spelled S-E-K-U-R. Secure is using proprietary encryption and is offering secure instant messaging and email. With Secure, all of your communication is based on servers and data centers hosted in Switzerland without using any of the big tech platforms. Privacy is a big issue now. Without real security, people can read your emails, messages, even your bank information. Secure will never mind your data and never asks for your phone number. You can send emails to your doctor, banker, lawyer, or anyone else with total confidence that you're not being spied on by your internet provider or big tech. Secure is your solution to stop the constant theft of your digital identity. It costs only $5 for the messenger, only $10 for the messenger and email combination package. Go to secure.com and take back your privacy today. That's S-E-K-U-R.com. Use promo code Buck for 25% off. Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe is gonna be with us in just a moment. And we should make no mistake.
1: This nuclear option is ultimately an example of the arrogance of power. It is a fundamental power grab
0: by the majority party. Don't you love a good flashback? That was when uh, Senator Joe Biden in 2005 was taking the position that eliminating the filibuster would be the, quote, arrogance of power and a fundamental power grab by the majority party. And then, fast forward to yesterday, 16 years later, President Biden says he endorses changing the Senate filibuster. Funny, politicians flip-flopping when they can't get their agenda passed through Congress, and all of a sudden their principles are left by the wayside if they have any principles, which they don't. Join me now with reaction, Florida Congressman Greg Stubbe. Congressman, great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? They used to say one thing, Now they're not getting what they want. The Biden agenda is stalled. The guy's got nothing to show for a year in office except a lot of bad decision-making and inflation. So do you think there's any real chance that they manage to get this one, they they say one-time exception to the filibuster to pass voting
3: rights? Well, Manchin said yesterday that he will not vote to end the filibuster. I think Cinema's in kind of the same camp as Manchin, at least she's been mentioned as well with him. Uh, Without that vote, they're not going to be able to get it done, but they're going to force the vote on all of their Democratic colleagues when like 90% of them have said that they wouldn't eliminate the filibuster. There was a whole series of different quotes on television that were all put together of different Democrats saying, I would never vote to do away with the filibuster. It's a power grab, kind of similar things that Biden just said in that clip that you aired. And so they would be going against exactly what they said simply for exactly what Biden said for power. They can't get what they want to get done with 60 votes. So they're going to try to shepherd stuff through while they have the House and the Senate and the White House. What are some
0: of the things, you know, they always talk about this as though, and, and Biden's quite explicit about it in the speech he gave, it's like it's 1960 or something all over again, and there's all these, rate, of course the you know the segregationists were Democrats and they forget all about this, but let's just put that aside for a second, the rewriting of history. Uh, they, they tell us now that Republicans standing in the way of any of the changes they want to make through either the John Lewis Voting Rights Act or the For the People Act, which is the much bigger and more all-encompassing version of the legislation they want. What are some of the things, I mean, what's really at issue here? What are some of the things Democrats are trying to slam through and say that it's all about protecting our sacred democracy, whatever that means?
3: Well, here's some of the biggest parts of it. The first is it does away with voter ID laws in states like Florida. There's 27 states that require voter ID in order to vote. Just like democrats want vaccine mandates and you to show a voter identification or a a vaccine card to get into a restaurant republicans think it's required that you should be a citizen an eligible voter and a resident of the state that you're voting to prove that you need a driver's license or some form of id so that's the first thing they want to do is do away with any form of identification in order to vote so that's that's part of that and what they're doing is they're federalizing a voting system that would do away with all of these different states uh, models like Florida has voter ID, Florida has absentee voting, but you have to do all these processes and procedures and protections in place to ensure the sanctity of the vote. They want to do away with all that. And their next step is to give illegal immigrants who have no status in this country whatsoever the ability to vote. You're already seeing cities like New York City and other big cities like that pass laws that now 700,000 illegal immigrants in the in New York City can now vote in their elections, that's in the direction that they want to go. They want to completely, you want to talk about not having democracy and not having a federalist form of government. That's what they want to do away with because they want to embolden their power. They know the legal immigrants are going to vote for them. They know if there's no voter ID that, that allows people to use uh, mail-in ballots with no verification, you have no idea where they're coming from. It just, it, it just, uh, elicits fraud all across the board
0: congressman you know the biden regime does feel a bit like it's getting more desperate as the polls continue to plummet um in general and on specific issues like the economy and handling of covid the build back better agenda is supposed to be what turns this around at least that was what the biden uh, strategist seemed to be saying going into the end of last year Do you think that they're going to pass something or is it possible that we'll be heading into a midterms where there was no build back better? It was just a lot of talk.
3: Well, the rumor was up on Capitol Hill that if they couldn't get it done last year, And it pushed into an election year this year in 2022, that it'd be very hard for them to get something passed. Now, Pelosi recently has said she's working to try to peel back some of the more progressive pieces of the Build Back Better bill so that it could have passed Joe Manson's muster in the Senate. But he seems to have a pretty strong position against a lot of the provisions in there. And I just don't see it coming through the Senate. And the closer we get to election day in November, people are going to have primaries and all these different elections in this year. I mean, we're only 10 months away at this point. Some primaries are six months, seven months away. The closer we get to those midterm elections, the less likely something's going to pass.
0: Switching gears a little bit to the Sunshine State, Florida, where you uh, represent a congressional district. We got Governor DeSantis once again stepping out into the national political conversation. His stance on COVID and calling out the Biden administration, deciding to severely cut the amount of Regeneron monoclonal antibodies being sent to Florida. Here's... Ron DeSantis at his State of the Union last night.
3: While so many around the country have consigned the people's rights to the graveyard, Florida has stood as freedom's vanguard. In Florida, we have protected the right of our citizens to earn a living, provided our businesses with the ability to prosper, fought back against unconstitutional federal mandates, and ensured our kids have the opportunity to thrive. Florida has become the escape hatch for those chafing under authoritarian, arbitrary, and seemingly never-ending mandates and restrictions.
0: I mean, it's absolutely true. As a New Yorker who spent a lot of time in Florida the last couple of years and, and is thinking about becoming a permanent resident, Ron DeSantis was right and the other side was wrong. And it feels like that's more clear than ever, Congressman.
3: Well, he is right. And people are flocking here. I just talked to somebody today that is moving their family down a real close to my district. Uh, I've never seen the amount of people that are moving here. My family's been in Florida for generations and you're seeing it every single day. And it's because of these horrible policies in some of these democratic states and democratic cities that people can't have their children in school. They can't be in class. They can't be in person. And then the politicization of the federal government Uh, inhibiting our ability to get monoclonal antibody treatments for our citizens. It's clearly they don't care about the American people. The Biden administration cares about rewarding their democratic states and democratic cities, and they're trying to punish Republican states like Florida, they're doing everything right. So to so to determine federally who gets and who doesn't get monoclonal antibody treatments is ridiculous. It should be up to the states. It should be up to those businesses and those pharmaceutical companies to work out where do we need it? Where is the need the most? And that should be the determining factor, not politics.
0: And just, just real quick, Congressman, they, they really did interfere in the uh, access of Floridians to monoclonal antibodies, that's the federal government got its, got its hands involved in that?
3: Yes, and then after DeSantis requested, uh, officially requested from the federal government more um, antibody treatments, they sent 22,000 in New York. So that just goes to show you, and that's all factual, you can look at that up. Um, they're, they're purposely not sending antibody treatments that we know work, unlike vaccines. We know that these treatments work for people that have COVID, um, and, they're, and they're intentionally sending them to blue states and, and, and not sending them to red states. It's really sad.
0: Congressman, Florida is a beacon of freedom. Thanks for uh, coming on to talk to us about that and everything else, appreciate it. Anytime. The numbers are in, an inflation jump at its fastest pace in nearly 40 years last month, a 7% jump from the same time last year the latest evidence of the Biden administration's complete and total failure on the economy. I'll take a look at the latest numbers in tonight's Buck Brief when we come back. Right now, let's talk about protecting your home. You got homeowner's insurance for good reason. Without it, a fire, flood, or burglary could destroy you financially. There's another major crime your homeowner's policy doesn't cover. It's called home title fraud. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes. It can ruin you financially, which is why you need home title lock. Title fraud happens when a criminal forges your signature on documents stating you sold your home to him. Then he takes out loans against your home and leaves you with the payments. You'll spend a fortune in legal fees trying to prove you didn't commit fraud. Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title. The instant they detect anyone from a cyber thief to a renter to a relative trying to forge their way onto your home's title, they help shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim, and enter radio for 30 free days of protection. That's code radio at home, titlelock.com.
3: And we'll be right back with more Hold the Line. Democrats are
0: blaming producers of goods for high prices as rising inflation drags down President Joe Biden's approval ratings and threatens the party's prospects in this midterm election year. For most of Biden's first year, the messaging from the left was that inflation was transitory. no big deal, a little bit. Everybody would be back to normal in just a little while, right? They were wrong. According to information released today by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, inflation's up 7% over this same time a year ago, which is the highest increase since June of 1982. The Democrats continue to point fingers and play the blame game. Who are they going to throw into the bus next? Oh, I've got thoughts in the Buck Brief. So let's just have a little thought experiment, shall we, for a moment here? If you were trying to create a circumstance where there would certainly be inflation in the U.S. economy, imagine deciding that for the first time ever you were going to have shutdowns of whole sectors of the U.S. economy, and you're going to tell people, "You stay home. We're just going to send you money." Hmm. And you were going to do this to the tune of trillions and trillions of dollars of additional spending above and beyond the Federal, federal budget for the year, right? Imagine doing that and then being all surprised when suddenly, because there's so much more cash infused into the economy, you've just been printing and putting it out there, suddenly you have inflation. Oh, my gosh. That is basically what has been done. And the Biden administration, of course, has made it much, much worse. They passed a $1.9 trillion emergency spending bill earlier this year, as if that was necessary. And by the way, now we're being told they have to spend trillions and trillions more in the Build Back Better plan. This is just crazy. Look, the biggest driver of the high inflation numbers, if you're going to break it down into areas, into sectors, uh, has been energy costs, which are up more than 30 percent. Ouch. Year over year. This map highlights the national average in gas prices, breaks down how much the cost averages per state. Many people are feeling real pain at the pump, especially those in the rural parts of the country who have long daily commutes. Gas prices, as a national average, are more than a dollar higher than they were in December of last year. So one thing people definitely notice is that gas prices going way up, something they see, they feel, they understand, they're going, wait a second, I'm paying more for gas, what's going on here? Um, This was all predictable. It's not surprising, in fact, it was predicted, but Biden and his cronies and the Democrat corporate media decided that they would go along with the narrative as long as possible because you have a really inept and buffoonish president in Joe Biden, who's too old for the job, not clear enough nor smart enough before he even wasn't clear enough to be in this role. And so they're gonna do everything they can to prop him up, and that's what they have been doing. But just remember back in July of 2021, Biden told the American people not to worry about high inflation. Yeah. Watch. The vast
1: majority of the experts, including Wall Street, are suggesting that it's highly unlikely that it's going to be long term inflation that's going to get out of
0: hand. Mm, Those experts, you know, notice how the Democrats always resort to just vague assertions of the experts. Who are these experts? What are they expert in exactly? And are they right? Is there any accountability? Do they have an incentive to perhaps push one idea or another because of their politics? Oh, you're never allowed to ask any of those questions. Like Joe Biden's full of broken promises and lots and lots of bullcrap out there from this regime. We know that. I mean, it's not just him, as he mentioned. The experts. Oh, yeah. the ex- You know, like the ones on COVID that were going to shut down the virus and not the economy because Joe Biden's so smart he's so good at this, he knows what he's doing, he's gonna shut down that virus. Yeah, sure he is, that's what he's been saying all along. Uh, Meanwhile, back in uh, Realityville, we see that that's not the case. And here's Biden's top economic advisor on the inflation issue, trying to say, look, everyone's got inflation going on right now, watch. The president has consistently said there are uh, two key components to this recovery.
2: And here I think he's in sync with chair Mm -hmm. powell one is to maintain the strongest labor market we've seen and we are posting historic numbers in that regard the other is to do everything we can to unsnarl supply chains which by the way are jammed across the world this high inflation problem is a global problem and try to bring
0: down price pressures through through those efforts it's just really a lot of a lot of excuse making, you know, a lot of just, oh, it's, it's not our fault. It's not like Biden's not good at running the economy. It's not as though the redistributive and Marxist impulses of the Democrat Party, the tax and spend obsession, not like any of that, and the massive spending that's gone on in just the first year of the Biden administration, never mind the spending they want to do, that can't be the issue, right? Well, they're dealing with the reality now of some of these decisions, and it's not good. Here is CNN's John Berman on the record inflation under Joe Biden. Watch this. Brand new numbers on inflation, and they are a wow.
4: CNN's chief business correspondent, Christine Romans, joins us now. Romans, a wow and maybe a yikes.
1: Overall inflation, consumer prices, what we all pay for things, up 7% over the past year in December. December versus December last year. That is the fastest rate of consumer inflation.
0: Yeah, this is really bad. Notice how it's not the fastest rate of consumer inflation in, you know, two years, five years, ten years. You got to go back to basically when I was born, about 40 years ago to have inflation at the same rate. Hmm. Oh no, but it has nothing to do with Biden or anything else. No, it's just, this is just the way it is, they tell us. Oh, it's all just a big coincidence. Joe Biden's not really in control of any of this and the administration, the Democrat party, the Congress that's in their hands. None of that has anything to do with this, right? They gotta find someone to blame though. And that's where Elizabeth Warren steps in. You know, the one who's the fake former Native American. Uh, She accused major grocery store chain Kroger of exploiting COVID to raise prices for American consumers as companies rake in record profits. Watch her do the usual Marxist claptrap.
1: For example, with grocery stores, remember how many grocery stores there used to be? And now what you've got is a handful of giant chains. And then what happens? Uh, Kroger, uh, their profits just in the third quarter of 2021 were almost $900 million. That was more than three times what their profits were in the same time period in 2019. Now, if they are able to expand profits, not expand prices, expand profits, that's because they have a lot of market dominance here.
0: Hmm. Notice how the big meat companies and the big grocery companies, they're all of a sudden profiteering Not at the start of the pandemic or the first year when Donald Trump was in office. All of a sudden, Joe Biden's in office and they found a way to just uh, juice their profits and they're just out of control and they're so greedy and, yeah, no, they're not buying this. But look, Biden's team, they're desperate because they stink at this and people are seeing it. American people see it. They know what's going on. All right, despite the lack of transparency from Beijing, there are reports out that suggest China is getting clobbered by the Omicron variant. So, how will China's failure to subdue the virus affect the coming Winter Olympics? Gordon Chang, uh, expert on all things
3: China, joins us next to answer that question. Stay with us. With COVID 19 flaring up across
0: China, major manufacturers are shutting factories, ports are clogging up. And workers are in short supply as officials impose lockdowns and mass testing on a scale unseen in almost two years. China, which has stuck to what is effectively a zero-COVID policy, is scrambling to prevent the spread of the highly infectious Omicron variant ahead of the Lunar New Year travel season later this month and the Beijing Winter Olympics, which starts in February. Joining me now is Gordon Chang, author of The Coming Collapse of China and the Great U.S.-China Tech War. Follow him on Twitter at Gordon G. Chang. Gordon, great to have you. Thank you so much, Buck. All right. So first, we, we haven't really been talking a lot in this country about what's going on in China in the era of COVID recently. When it comes to infection, you know, vaccination. Can you just, Gordon, give us a a, a, a bring us up to speed, if you will, an overview of what is the situation of of uh, COVID in China right now? For the last three weeks, um, there have been outbreaks of this disease all
2: across China. So Xi'an, for instance, had the biggest outbreak. People there since December 27th have not been allowed to leave their homes, even to buy food. And so people are going hungry. But it's not just there. In Tianjin, which is right next to Beijing, which is the port city for the Chinese capital, There are now Omicron cases that are spreading and there are partial lockdowns. This is important because in Beijing on February 4th, the Winter Olympics are scheduled to start. And I think Chinese leaders right now are going through these incredibly draconian, extraordinary measures because they don't want the International Olympics Committee to postpone the Games. Remember, the IOC postponed the Tokyo Games for a year from 2020 to 2021
0: because of COVID-19. Beijing doesn't want the same fate. Gordon, what is the status of Chinese mitigation measures as it's referred to in this country? You know, we, we have obviously vaccines here that have certainly not been as effective in stopping the spread as we had been told for months. And now we're told that, well, they, they are pretty good still against hospitalization and death. But in terms of stopping a pandemic spread, that has not happened, obviously. If anyone opens a newspaper or turns on the TV, they'll see that. But what, what is China's mitigation regime like leading up to this point? Have they had a very high level of vaccination? They have
2: a high level of vaccination, but it really hasn't helped. China has come up with five vaccines, the traditional type, not the mRNA. And, and these vaccines have not been proven to be safe in phase three trials where we've seen the data. And they certainly are not effective now. Our vaccines are probably not very effective against Omicron. Their vaccines have not been effective against the other types of COVID-19, and so have really no effect on Omicron at all. And I think the Chinese leaders, therefore, are in a panic. Now, they do some extraordinary things. For instance, they will spray outdoor surfaces where there's virtually no chance of transmission. Um, And they'll go through all of these things. They will lock down um, part of their Ningbo port, third largest in the world, if there's just one case. They did that in August. And now Ningbo is partially closed again because of another outbreak of this disease. Chinese leaders just have the zero COVID policy. They just cannot stop
0: transmission. So it feels like the regime is panicking uh, as this Omicron variant is making its way all over China Does this have the possibility of affecting the upcoming Beijing uh, Beijing Olympics?
2: Well, it certainly will affect the Olympics if they go on. Um, You know, I think probably events will be postponed. All sorts of problems will occur. Um, But the real issue here is whether the IOC will just postpone the Games entirely, which is probably what they should do for a number of reasons, some of them related to COVID, others not. I mean, for instance, uh, China is committing genocide and crimes against humanity, and you'd think that that would be enough to get the IOC to stop. But even if it wasn't, you have this whole issue of athlete safety, and the IOC has turned a blind eye to the case of the tennis star, Peng Shui, who was a three-time Olympian. So um, with COVID now, you have additional concerns about the athletes. The IOC should just be postponing the games, and they should be moving them, of course.
0: One of the Olympics' biggest sponsors, Coca-Cola, came out with a statement about all this, Gordon. Here's what they had to say. We believe the Olympic movement is a force for good, bringing people and countries together, and we're proud to use our name to raise its profile and support the world's most watched and revered international sporting event. But are we entering a phase here, Gordon, where some international uh, major brands, obviously like Coca-Cola, are risking real brand damage by being involved, even in the Olympics if they're in Beijing?
2: Yeah, they are risking uh, brand damage, and that's why they've gone a little bit quiet. You'd expect these um, big companies to be really promoting the Olympics, and they have not been doing it to the extent that they've done in the past when these Olympics have been in countries that are not as controversial. And by the way, the most watched sporting event is not the Olympics. I think it's probably the World Cup um, you know, uh, for what we call soccer, what the rest of the world calls football that's certainly a more watched event and certainly more revered. The Olympics are becoming tarnished because of all of the controversies that we have seen with regard to China. And this isn't gonna get better for the IOC.
0: I mean, as we approach the Olympic games, what do you think about American athletes participating in this? Is there any chance that some of them may make some waves if they go over there, or perhaps decide at the last minute not to go at all, either for COVID reasons or for human rights reasons?
2: Sean White, the snowboarder, was recently photographed, had himself photographed with a Tibetan flag. So yes, I, I think we're going to see some waves. And we've had a, a couple of figure skaters talk about uh, human rights issues. I, I don't know how much this will, um, how, how this will go, but I could see, for instance, if Americans or others get to the metal platform, that they would unfurl a small flag of uh, Uyghurs or Tibetans or just uh, a democracy flag. Um, remember, the Winter games, and normally this is sort of like the X games, um, you got sort of um, athletes who are not as mainstream as you have in the summer games. Um, so I think you could see some of these kids actually saying, well, look, I- I'm not being intimidated by Beijing. At least I hope that's the case.
0: How do you think the Biden regime is doing year one now that we're about 12 months into it and in handling the Chinese regime overall, Gordon?
2: Very poorly. Uh, The problem is, it's not that they haven't done anything, but what they have done is not sufficient. Their number one goal, and they've actually said this, uh, is climate change. And they said um, the paramount challenge for the United States this coming decade is to cooperate with Beijing on climate issues. Well, climate hasn't killed 837,000 Americans within two years. So they're wrong about that. Um, And climate, although it is important, um, I think um, certainly is not as important as a regime that has declared the United States to be its enemy. There are a number of things that Biden has done which are really disappointing and I think can only be explained by uh, a failure to understand the nature of what China is doing. Gordon Chang,
0: appreciate the expertise, sir. Good to see you. Thank you so much, Buck. The father of a young boy with leukemia slams the Ronald McDonald House in Canada after they threatened to evict the child with cancer because they're unvaccinated family. we bring you what's uh, coming up in Quick Hits next. A mother won't bring her son with a badly sprained ankle to a walk-in uh, because she's scared of Omicron. And a California county takes 10 steps back after banning large gatherings. It'll never end, folks. Let's get into quick hits. All right, let's start with this. This is just heartbreaking. I mean, it's horrible. It goes to show you that the people who are pushing the most extreme anti-COVID measures, which don't even work, just remember that. They're doing this just because they're panicked and they're neurotic. They're often cruel, deeply cruel. So they're stupid measures and cruel measures that Fauci and those like him are pushing on everybody all over the United States and all over the world as we see in Canada, which follows the US lead on much of this. Here's the father of a young boy with leukemia at the Ronald McDonald House in Canada. He's being evicted. The boy with leukemia is being evicted from Ronald McDonald House because his parents are unvaccinated. Watch.
4: So by the end of the month, my four-year-old boy with leukemia is getting evicted because we don't have the vaccine, my parents. this is if he was six months old, you'd be in anyway. it, but yeah, because we don't have the vaccine, you're going to throw us on the snow in a few weeks' notice. Like, this is some kind of crazy evil, like, I have never seen in my life. It doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, everybody knows you still to wear the masks because you can go out. And catch COVID transmitted and bring it back in. That's why vaccines you don't though, so it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. So just, like the idea is to make people safer. Like, is this isn't about safety. This is this is coercing people to get a vaccine, choosing between their children and their own beliefs, whether it's religious beliefs, whether they're hesitant to get a vaccine. My kid has gotten all his vaccines. We're not anti-vaxxers. This is absolutely an abomination.
0: So apparently, maybe the child would be allowed to stay, but the parents who are supposed to be able to stay there with the child while the four-year-old is going through cancer treatment, um, the parents would be kicked out because of the risk of COVID. Even though, as we know, you can get sick and give COVID to people no matter how many shots, no matter how many masks. Doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Stop being crazy, libs. Stop being crazy. Here's a tweet. An internist and oncologist said she... Won't bring her son with a badly sprained ankle. Ouch! Oh, man, I've had an ankle sprain like that. It is brutally painful, by the way. They suck. Won't bring him to urgent care because of Omicron. In case it helps to be creature, it's my teen misses a step and rolled this ankle badly last night. In usual times, we go to the pediatrician or urgent care, get an x-ray. Nope, we'll sort it out when Omicron settles. We have no confidence that healthcare settings are safe right now. Uh, this person is a loon. And she's a doctor. doesn't matter. doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Oh, you have an MD. You can still be a loon. There are plenty of them. Plenty of bad doctors out there. Plenty of good ones. Plenty of bad ones. Not going to get her kid. The kid could have, let me tell you right now, could have torn tendons in that ankle. Could have broken the fifth metatarsal as part of the destruction of a lot of the soft tissue around that ankle. Could actually have a broken bone. And it's enormously painful to have a level two or even a level three sprain. That looks like a level two sprain. I know something about sprained ankles. All right, California County enacts voluntary stay-at-home orders and bans large gatherings. Get ready for this. This is crazy. In an effort to combat the spread of Omicron, Sonoma County has prohibited gatherings of over 50 people indoors and over 100 people outdoors and recommended that residents voluntarily shelter in place to avoid contact with people outside of their household for 90 days prohibiting large gatherings. I mean, they were, just, we're all the way back, all the way back to the beginning of the pandemic, after all the vaccines and the mandates and the passports and all this crap that they've put us through. Now we're back to the, oh, we have to ban large gatherings. These people need to get a grip. They really do. I don't know what else to say. They're going through a mass hysteria. And they, they look, if they want to live in a neurotic bubble of self-enforced lunacy. That's on them, but they've really got to stop making everybody else deal with this crap, okay? You want a triple mask in the shower alone? That's your call. Like a freak, go ahead and do it, but don't make the rest of us do it. All right, that's it for tonight's Hold the Line. The No Spin News with Bill O'Reilly is next. Shields high.